Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q3.7, Exhortation, Incentivizing the Breach of Obstacles. In this Q point, Dread talks about the obstacles causing pain that an FNG will face when posting for his first F3 workout, including freezing cold, extreme heat, and cigarette butts. I had to pause when I came across that. We don't seem to have that problem in Dayton. But a little research revealed that North Carolina is the nation's number one producer of tobacco, while Ohio ranks number eight, producing not quite one percent of North Carolina's output. No, cigarette butts are not a problem here. Now goose poop, now that's a problem. We need strong exhortation to keep showing up to the heavily fertilized soccer field where we endure this obstacle. Anyway, here's Dredd's three main points on this topic. First, exhortation is encouragement on steroids. Obstacles are problems impeding movement that must be solved before the group can continue forward. If an obstacle arises before the group has accelerated into full momentum, it can stop movement in its tracks no matter how small it is. Such is the power of the status quo to suck a man back to earth just as he has started to fly. While exhortation is the last of the four leadership skills, in many respects it is the most important because without it, nothing happens. Just as no plan, no matter how brilliant, survives first contact with the enemy absent leadership, no vision, no matter how powerfully articulated, will sustain movement through the first obstacle it meets without exhortation. It is the part of the blocking and tackling required to execute the play the leader draws up on the whiteboard. Second, fear of pain and chaos is a powerful obstacle. By nature, people seek personal comfort by avoiding anything that might cause them the pain of emotional or physical hardship. As a result, 
Fear of pain is a powerful obstacle to movement, which is why the status quo remains such a compelling place in the heart of the procrastinating men that we all are. It is there, as compared to movement, that the pain that necessarily results from change can be avoided. And we do not like pain. We are animals programmed for survival to avoid it. Movement causes change, and change results in pain. Thus, the brain screams at the body to stay right the heck where it is, and the body usually obeys. Finally, empathy and correction are both necessary elements of exhortation. Picture a man who has been persuaded that his sedentary and solitary life is to his and his concentrica's disadvantage. He decides to initiate movement by departing from the status quo of his fart sack for an F3 workout. Because we start at 5.30, that's in the a.m. on most weekdays, he will have to get up a lot earlier than usual. That's painful, because he has no idea what will take place there, except there will be exercising. That's chaotic. To actually post, he will have to set aside his fear of hardship so that he can experience the pain and chaos firsthand. If he accomplishes that, and he becomes an FNG, he will find himself exposed to cold, heat, rain, cigarette butts, and all the other things the SkyQ and man puts outdoors. That's painful, because he has been sitting on the couch or plodding along on the elliptical trainer in a nice warm gym. The raw intensity of an F3 workout will initially take his breath away, and maybe even make him throw up. That's painful. Finally, because the men the FNG will find there have already gone through what he is experiencing, he will find himself bringing up the rear at first. That's painful emotionally. Exacerbating the pain will be that he will have no control over any of it, other than to quit. If he sticks it out, he will just have to accept the chaos. There is no other way. With that as an overview, Here's a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet talking about exhortation. And, and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> well, that was great. <laughs> You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Leads us to exhortation, which is the Q3.7 uh, in our idiotic number system. If, if you happen to be following along. Now, the statement for exhortation is the incentivizing of the breach of obstacles. Incentivizing yes. the breach of obstacles. We like to say, and this is the first spur, exhortation is encouragement on steroids. Yes. So it's not just, you know, keep going, way to go, Keep guys. going, big man, like what you're doing. You know? cat, the cat poster. Hang yeah. in there. Hang in there, baby. It's a little yeah. more than that, right? So we got three thought-provoking Socratics, as yes. we usually do. Number one, is there a difference between exhortation and encouragement? I just told you. Indeed. I did. Kind of. Cheater. Know, stepped on it. Stepped on it. <laughs> Number two, second uh, thought-provoking Socratic. What exactly are we afraid of? Yes. What exactly are we afraid of? And third, can a man exhort the breach of something he himself 
never has experienced. Never All right. Breached. Let's talk about that first spur. Exhortation yes. is encouragement on steroids and just kind of break down, you know, obstacles, right? These things called obstacles. Yes. They're problems that impede movement. Yes. And they must be solved before the group can continue forward. Because they are a problem, not a condition. Not a condition, right? It's very, very important. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of leaders spend a lot of time exhorting uh, <laughs> the breach of a condition that is actually more reflective of their own personal enthusiasms rather than an obstacle that the group is facing. So you gotta, yeah. s- got to set that aside. We must conquer X. Right. And quite frankly... The X is not really affecting us. Quite frankly, that is why uh, I spent so much time and, and your time and energy mm-hmm. um, fretting out what we should do about the Pullman. Yes. Because I'm enthusiastic about it. Yes. And I want to make sure we're not just talking about a condition, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, as a leader, you got to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. Something you think may be important to the group when it's only really important to you or it's mostly important to you. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes I feel like when I hear politicians talk, I'm like, that's everything out of your mouth. <laughs> but then again, maybe they're talking about stuff that's important to other guys, not me. Fair. So I try to keep my mind open on sure. that. Uh, but that that's really what you got to start with is like, is this something that's impeding movement? Will yeah. it stop us from moving? Yeah. If we don't address it, do we have to, do we have to remove it? Does this it? have to be squared away before we can get anywhere? That's right. So that's, that's what an obstacle is. That's that first thing. So you, if you're going to incentivize the breach of something, you got to know that it's, that it's worth so doing because spending leadership energy on something that's only a condition is counterproductive. Waste better energy. Off, you're better off just trying to help people learn how to live with it. Yeah. You know, because it's a condition. All right. Now, as we say about military planning, and as Mike Tyson said about a punch in the mouth, <laughs> nothing, nothing, no plan survives first contact, right? Yep. It all goes out the door. So, you know what's going to happen as a leader. Mm-hmm. You know there's going to be obstacles, right? Yes. And uh, we are just jokingly referring to all those questions. Right. Right. You know, the same questions. Yes, right? yes, so, yes. Because we're prepared. Right. Uh, so, we, you know, we, we've got the, the nation on a little bit of a move here from mm-hmm. where we were to where we're going, which is uh, to institute a little more structure, to, right. you know, get involved in more money raising, those kind of things, and to take on some more community problem solving with both uh, money and, and sweat, right? Right. To, so, to allow for a scale that yeah, would previously so, be unattainable. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, we're really expecting there to be people that uh, see that as potentially painful and chaotic, mm-hmm. don't like it. And everything we've ever done, like, you know, when we rolled out F3 every beer, time. Yep. How, you know, <clears throat> I, I, every change that's come down the pike, at least some population of F3, some segment has said, how's that going to affect F3? Yeah. Won't, yeah. It, won't it change who we are? And I'm not, I'm not using mock voice now. No, no. That's, I mean, that, they say that's that, what right? they ask. Yeah. But so in my mind, you need to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the first couple times I was like, oh, why isn't everybody just doing what I say? I know. <laughs> you know, but now I but realize. But it was a good idea. Well, after nine years of encouraging men to yeah. be leaders and think for themselves, you know, why wouldn't they say, this concerns me? Sure. Yeah. They should. Yeah. And that's, that's a good thing. That's kind of what we want them to do, yeah, right? That's yeah. a good thing. So, you know, step one for leaders to expect it, right? That's what he does, mm-hmm. right? That's part of uh, exhortation. Step two of that is really being able to do it. Right. And, and what that kind of comes down to a lot of the times is, is I think of it as right sizing. In other words, guy comes to you expressing uh, the fact that he sees a mountain mm-hmm. in his path or in our path. And you got to make sure he understands it's a molehill. Right. Because, uh, you know, that's yeah. objects in mirror. <laughs> that's, right. that's much, yeah. much, much of the time. Uh, what looks like a giant obstacle really is not. 
Yeah. And it's really just something that person's never encountered before. Mm-hmm. Um, leadership changes in F3, we've encountered that before. Right? Yeah, you plenty. Know, we've encountered that before. Yeah. That, that's going to that's gonna happen. And it's happened in the past. It's going to happen sure. again. There's going to be certain things we have to deal with, but... You know, it's not—it's nothing new. And well, even the things that we look at forward and go, well, I don't know if we've incurred—you know—if we've incurred that one, yeah, you know, or whatever oh, yeah. it is, we yeah. look and we go, well, but there's probably some principles that we've learned along the way with sure. all of these other changes and all of these other things right. that we can employ here to right. probably get us through this just fine. That's exactly right. You yeah. know, just like it's kind of a format, right? Yeah. So, a quick uh, word before we leave this particular uh, spur: this exhortation, this this convincing of. Uh, your followers that they're looking at molehills rather than mountains. You do it with passion, right? Mm-hmm. You incentivize you. you. Say, look what's on the other side of this thing. We just got to, you know, we just got to get through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you don't do is bully. Yeah, you know, bullying doesn't work. You know, yeah. you, you know, you lead men through obstacles. You don't, you don't kick them, in the shove, them. Yeah. You know, shove them, shove <laughs> them through, right? Yeah, lest so, they right. become a tyrant. That's that's you know, what's the difference between the two things? Hard to say. Um, you know it when you see it, you know, like the Supreme Court about pornography. Right. You know, right, right, right. You know it when you see it. Yeah. And so if you're getting bullied, you know it. Yeah. Now, if you're doing the bullying, you may not. Could be a blind spot for you. Yeah. And, right. the, and the key there is to have a shared leadership team that says, look, you're, you know, you, you've resorted to bullying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And we see that. Right. You know, we even see it amongst our, uh, amongst our past. You know, sometimes we get some interesting questions that come into the nation where you're like, uh, brother, right. maybe, maybe, uh, you know, relax a little, right. and, you know, or right. you know, uh, compulsive chicanery, as we talked about with yeah. persuasion. Right, right. You're forcing people to do things, and you're lying to them at the same time. Right. Some people call that politics. All right. <laughs> now, second spur: <laughs> uh, fear of pain and chaos is a powerful obstacle. Okay, so f- yes. so fear of pain. Remember yes. the, the the question was, what are we afraid of? Right. Exactly. The answer is pain and chaos. Yeah. You know. Which in this case may be initiated by change of any kind, but yeah, sure. You know. Well, when you depart from still, the depart from the status quo, mm-hmm. right? Getting out of bed is departing from the status quo, right? Yeah, it's cold, it's cold out there. Right? <laughs> I mean, really, it's funny. You know, when you go to your first workout, it's going to probably be dark, mm-hmm. and you probably have not gone outside the house at five fifteen in the morning before. You know? I showed up with no gloves yeah. in the middle of November, right. and it was. I mean, like I, you lose a finger cold. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, chaos is uncon- uncontrollable circumstance, right? It's a little mm-hmm. different, right? So pain. Oh, my hands are cold. My Starbucky hands are getting frozen <laughs> in the McDougal parking lot. You know, that's, that's, that's right. pain. It hurts. I yes. want to stop, yes. right? Chaos is subjecting yourself to the leadership of somebody else, right? Yeah, so, you just don't know what's going on. What I, li- I actually like this, and I get it if a leader doesn't do it or the workouts that discourage it. But I kind of like to go to a workout where the first thing the cue does is run away from the from that AO. <laughs> and right? like, whoa, wait, what? Yeah, because yeah. that forces you to, to let go. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, there's several metro workouts that are like that. You know, yeah, like P2W and then Shark Tank. Yeah, too. Shark Tank. Yeah, and you're like you you are thinking in your mind, I can't find my way back. Yeah, I I'm like I better keep up. <laughs> I better, otherwise I'm in trouble. I'll be, I'll better kill these guys. You know, that's yeah. that's chaos. You know, saying saying. You know, if you go to a spin class, you, anytime you want, you get off that bike. Right. And walk out. Nothing keeping you there. You know, maybe just pride, not, you know, people sure. looking at you. I've never been to a spin class, but I, I guess people look at each other. I don't know. Don't but know. if you're on the Peloton in the house, you know. Right. Okay. Off, yeah, right? Stop whenever you want. But, you know, you're in a workout. You can't really, it's really difficult to do. Especially if they've just jogged you, you know, 1,600 meters away you know, from <laughs> I was doing a short card with a horseman this morning, and there was an ice nine at one point. We usually use a sandbag. Suddenly so said, grab two sandbags. 
And I mean, I was like barely could get him on my shoulders. We're doing. I mean, I was. Yeah. yeah. I was seeing double, and all. And uh, there was a point where I did actually not do all the repetition. <gasps> yeah. Well, and I didn't feel good about it. No, but but I did not. You also stayed alive, so that's I did possible. Not, I did not say. I am no longer willing to sit my, submit myself to your leadership. Yes, true. You didn't throw the sandbags right. on the ground nope. and grab your ball well, and go I, home. I dropped them. Well, you know what And I mean. my head hit the ground. <laughs> that's different. Well, passing out is different. That's, that's a different. Uh, that's totally different. That's different. But yeah. note that it's not the actual pain and chaos themselves. This is the weird thing. No. I, yeah. It's the fear of them. Right. So once you get out to the McDougal parking lot and your hands are really cold, your Starbucky hands are cold, you're like... This is not good, but it's not as bad as I. Right. Yeah. You know, like I, I mounted this. Right. Right. I was say, it's not quite the, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty kind of right. thing. It's not, it's not quite that. But as an example, the, you know, the Grow Ruck guys this weekend, there were so many guys leading up to, because they've never done one. Right. And you could see it in their faces and you're just. <laughs> I used to do. They were terrified. I, I used to do this <clears throat> and I ultimately stopped doing it. Okay. Partly because I was going to die. <laughs> okay. But what I used to do is. When everybody was talking about how do we wrap our bricks, why we got to, you know, right, right. Uh, what should we wear? I would, I would wear, particularly in the summer, obviously, it's just shorts, t-shirt, you know, yeah, whatever boot camp shoes I had, right. Rucksack, I would take five bricks, wrap them in, in one of my sarongs, uh-huh. my house, and just shove them in there, <laughs> and put it in two water bottles. Uh huh. You know, maybe You're some like, cliff bars. Look, you know? I'm gonna survive. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, you know, all these taping mechanisms, like it doesn't matter. Just throw your crap in the bag and go. Yeah, and go. Uh, and I wouldn't take a lot of extra gear. Uh-huh. And uh, the Jacksonville grow rock cured me of that because that's like I'm in Florida, right? So it's going to be fine. Uh-huh. It's, it's early November. Oh, you're not going to freeze to death, but uh, that's what I thought. So um, anyway, you know, I was like 85 during the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was pretty warm. Man, when we started, like we started at like eight o'clock at night, right, uh-huh. right on the ocean, the wind was hawking. Oh, it's probably. 58 the water was like 55 that's That's first thing we just get in the water all the only extra thing i have is one long sleeve shirt oh i never got warm the whole night yeah and then it dropped down like the maybe the 30s like low 30s ouch and uh i was just teeth chattering and finally i wish i remember the dude that did it was standing next to me he's like had an extra jacket yeah, and he gave he it to like, me. Of course, I was like, "No, I don't need that pillar. I'm good to go." I know. <laughs> He's like, "You're not. You're gonna die." Yeah, and uh, I kind of got cured of that. So, my desire to exhort guys through the obstacles by right. saying they're molehills, when in right. fact they were actually <laughs> yeah, pretty. Like, I actually subjected myself to a mountain here. They were Piedmonts. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not quite rocky. Right. But they so, were, yeah. oh, you can overdo it. Yeah. As a leader, sure. You know, and I and I did. And I also far overemphasized my own physical toughness. So I was like thinking of like when I was 30, when I was right. 50. Right. You know, and there's a slight difference. A little. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Here and there. Slight. slight. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, don't let the fear, you know, remember yeah. what guys are, what's stopping guys is not the thing itself, not the pain itself, not the chaos itself. Right. Once you get them into a little through that, but the fear of it. If you convince them to blast through the fear, yeah. then the actual physical that's thing. Right. Not it's as like bad. FDR said, "There's nothing to fear but fear itself." Right? Yeah. Not the song. No, uh, it's I, not I a don't song. Think that is a song. No, it's a, <laughs> I know it's a presidential. <laughs> I know. You know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, it's a yeah. kind of an Oprah bomb, but I like it. All right, yeah, that's pretty good. All right, um, let's go to the last and final spur. Yes, if we can. Darkest of all helmets. By all means. It is empathy and correction are both necessary elements of exhortation. Okay, so remember the Socratic was: Can a man exhort the breach of something he himself has never experienced? Empathy. 
right. means you kind of have. You, you, yeah. It means yeah. you went through it. Yeah, you, you've gone through it. Otherwise, right. you're just guessing. It's an intellectual exercise. Right. That's right. Um, you know, when a guy comes out to a new workout, you know, he's never done this before. Mm-hmm. He comes out and uh, there's just chaos, right? Yeah. It looks like chaos. Guys are saying stuff. Yeah. They don't even understand what yeah, we're talking about. Totally different language. They're counting. Right. I don't know what's going on here. Dude comes out, maybe it's like fish wrap or Cindy or something, oh, or maybe it, you know, yeah. you know, just yeah. some, some character like that, and just turns around, looks at everybody, says, "Hey, Ken Burpees, get up, go!" Right, and just starts running. Yeah. You're like, "That's painful, man." Yeah, that's that's chaotic. Yeah, and I mean, this is horrible. And you know what? We all know that. We have all been FNGs. Yes, we have all been afraid of what might happen if we splash Merlot. You yep. know, crap our drawers, fall down, <laughs> whatever the you know, thing, yeah. whatever has to yeah. happen. We've all huffing and puffing, and yeah, we've all gone <clears throat> through that. And to end, and incentivize a guy to drive through that, yeah. when you and you can see the look in his face, right? You've got to be able to empathize. You got to be able to say, "I know," and I don't exactly. mean say the words, but you, somehow. You have to convey the feeling. Convey the feeling like, I have been exactly where you Trust are. Trust me, brother. Right? There I was. I know what you're feeling. This happened. Yeah. And, and now, now I'm here. And now I'm here. And, and you can be You're going to live through this. That's I promise. Right. You know, yeah. you will. Yeah. You know, you will. It's it's just going to suck for a while. And then it'll, it'll maybe suck a little longer, but less. And then That's right. yeah. it'll and just the next re- time and then, it'll reach yeah. a low level of suckitude that is overcome by the fun. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, eventually you'll be able to talk while That's you're right. doing some of this and you'll actually have some fun. Now, I know that for myself when this injury goes away and I get back and yeah. then I'll probably do some, you know, you know, some blue diamonds for a while. But eventually I'm going to go back to the, you know, the bat flipper workouts. Mm-hmm. First time I'm back there, it's going to be it's a gonna be rough. slice of HE double hockey sticks pie. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I know up. that. So I can self-empathize. Yeah. But you got to take that same feeling and direct it outward to a new guy that's there. Yeah. You know, like sometimes a guy shows up to work out and you look at him, he's from out of town or a new guy, he just got some bad information, he came to the wrong workout. Right. And you're like, this is not going to be fun for you, sir. It's not going to be fun for you, man. And I know for sure. And I'm going to empathize yeah. with you. Just do the best you can, right? Right. Because our credo, right? Leave no man behind, but leave no man where you find him. Where you find him. Yeah. And that's, that's love, baby. It is. So you've mentioned a couple times uh, incentives. Um, and I know that the encouragement and the empathy actually is, is a form of incentive on its own. Sure. What are some other things that, uh, that that you might employ to help incentivize this this passion to breach the obstacles? Well, you know that gets us to the second thing, you know, because we said without empathy and correction, right, right, and a correction is that's the other thing, right. I mean, you got to be willing to to look at the guy and say, you know, I love you too much to leave you where you are, man. Yeah, you know, we don't leave any man behind. We we, we leave no man where we find him. In other words, yeah. where you are is not correct. You are yeah. not in a in the upright position, man. Yeah. You got to pursue pr- proper personal line. And we got a, a fair amount of that. Again, I hate to keep referring it, but it's it's fresh on the mind, and it teaches a lot of these kinds of lessons, right? right. But you know, these guys that are like, I just don't, I, I don't know. And you have to look them right in the eye and go, brother, I'm telling you, right? You can do this, and you're telling yourself a story that you can't. It's funny about Linus, uh, the guy who always cues the mm-hmm. Rooks, who's a retired yep. special force guy, ranger, and all that stuff. Cadre Danny, and he's by nature a very nice guy. He is, but and he's very nice and he's very calm. And then suddenly, he just like turns on the, the, the butane. <laughs> <And> he did. <laughs> he's just the welder. You know, it's like he just drops yeah. down that 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 giant helmet, and right. all the sparks come out. And you're like, what happened? Who is this guy? He's just doing some correction, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, he's just doing correction. You know, and then that's why you know I, I wrote in the synthesis that when I look back at the guys who impacted me the most, they're a bunch of jerks. Right, but I don't mean 
not good guys. I meant they jerked no. me out of my complacency, yes. right? They, yeah, yeah. They, you know, we had an expression. A, uh, a knot in the end of your rope, as it were. We would say they would jerk a knot in your ass. That's what guys yeah. say. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Jerk a knot in your ass. So what the heck does that mean? Because it sounds a little homoerotic, but what it really just means is, <laughs> what it really means is, you know, whatever direction you think you're going is the wrong direction, and I'm going to do, I'm going to make an honest spot correction that you feel. Right. You know. Yeah. I'm not just going to walk up and be like, um, right. excuse me, could you? No. That's right. That's and grab right. the back of your shirt and yank you over. Because I've done 18 of these or whatever, I know exactly when Danny's going to do it. Right. I can just feel it building, guys, and it's usually towards the end. Uh-huh. Guys are That's starting exactly to smoke and joke, yep. and he starts killing people, and uh-huh. nobody has practiced, you know. Uh, uh, a casualty recovery plan right. and it just mm-hmm. goes back and before you know it you're you know you're, you're holding your rucksack over your head and everything hurts right <laughs> and textbook it, even though yeah. you know it's coming and i'm like i want to warn people because i'm tired and i don't feel like going through it I'm like, right that's a good lesson learned i know that was that, honestly it was interesting because that was probably the hardest part of this this uh grow rock i was one. keeping your mouth shut up because <laughs> you know because <laughs> i know you know because you know you're like oh yeah. let's start talking about casually recovery you know, you know guys this might be a good right. time for us to remember some of those lessons we right, just learned that's right so what he does is something in f3 we've come to call dynamic shame goading yes so this is a very culturally unpopular idea but uh you know a goad is what uh an ox herder would use yes it's like a sharp pointy stick to goad yep. the animal right you know not hurt them no, no. You know, just keep moving. Just, like, yeah, uh, cattle prodish. Hurts, hurts, yeah. <laughs> it hurts a little bit. Um, and it's it's shame. It's like, look at you, man. Yeah. It was a, uh, I think it was the second, third one we did when um, Papa Smurf was our kind of guest of honor and he was mm. getting into late stages of, of ALS. ALS. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Friday night party, we hung out with him. He was there when we left and all that. And it was cold. I, was, I think that was the one where Linus had the volunteer fire department hose us down like with oh. this water that was like from an Alaskan aquifer or something. Straight from the glacier, boys. Yeah, guys were crying and whining. And I can't remember who the other cadre was. Who's the other guy you, we had when you guys did that uh, coast-to-coast thing here recently? Um, you know, shortish guy. He's, he's one of the line of side with him. I his name's going to come. We'll come back to you. Anyway. Uh, he was, but he was here in Toronto? Yeah, he, you, you were there. You, only, you, did the, uh, you did the last part of it. You did the light. Just the end of it. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, it, um, anyway, it'll come to me. Yeah. It'll come to me. Yep. Uh, but he said, he just got up, and nobody was whining, you know. Uh-huh. He was like, you guys need to do this for, for Papa Smurf. What the heck is wrong with you guys? Yeah. You know, like, you're crying and whining. Yeah. And this guy. And uh, I mean, and yeah. uh, everybody just hung their heads in shame and then doubled down on their efforts. And did it. Because that's dynamic shame goading. Right. Right? It's not bullying. It's not bullying. It's not putting people down. It's, it was just a stern and direct reminder of a, an important and hard truth. Yeah. That we were honoring this guy. Papa Smurf was a, a very impactful leader, yeah. right, in his yep. region, right? Uh, and that because he had this disease and he, and he manfully dealt with it yeah. in a way that was an example, a great example of leadership uh, to every guy who met him or saw him. So we, you know, we're dedicating this thing to his honor, and we don't get two hours into it before we're crying because we're getting <laughs> doused with a, a, a it's a, chilly, a, an Alaskan aquifer hose. Yeah. See, but again, there, that goes right back to what you were saying as far as it was the fear, right? That was the problem, right? It was the fear of it. It was the fear. Well, it's actually the pain of song. Well, after, a little bit, but afterwards, because Linus got hit with it too. Afterwards, I was like, man, you, you really brought it out. That he was like, I didn't know it was going to be that cool. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good. It, yeah. You know, I hate to say it, but, you know, if you mix it up, you know, yeah. 
You mix up your uh, empathy, your empathetic, hey, brother, I know what you are and all that, with your dynamic shame goading, and you use it like a man. Right. You know, um, out of love. You know, you, you know, read the Bible. You don't think Jesus was dynamic shame goading? You don't all think Moses time. was? He right. was. No, no, all the time. Well, what did he do when he got everybody to drop the rock? He used without sin, drop. He used without sin, throw the first stone. Right. Right. That that was shameful. You know. Because <laughs> they were, because they, they had engineered it. Right. Right. Yeah, and yet every single one of those guys, you know, they knew had it in their heart, and they one by one, starting with the oldest guy, they dropped the rock, dang it, and walked yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Shame go to them. Shame. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting, but but that's uh, it you're is darn so, right. It is. It, it, you're darn <laughs> well, right. Thank it is. you. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, it, it is so. You say it. You've said it many times, but it's so counter to the way that we do things in our society. Oh, because we're tripping all over each other now, you know, out there not to be mean and not to be right. this or that. And anybody who speaks too directly is called a hater. Yeah. You know, a jerk, a, you yeah. know, a jerk. Right. And, you know, so we don't generally have these guys in our lives very much. Um, and if you want to think of one like a situation, you know, like I just described one, you know, <coughs> mm-hmm. and I got a million of them because it was in the military. Right. Also, I had some older lawyers did it to me, too. Sure. So I've been blessed by that. But I would say when I talk to young guys and ask them that question, you know, like, um, you know, IPA millennials, when I ask them, they'll often, you know, tell you about a movie character or something. Right. Like Punisher right. or something. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's the best you can do, a movie character. That's what you got. Well, yeah. and the reason is because those guys are dwindling. The popula- no, it's very true. Yeah, the population of empathetic, dynamic shame goaders is declining, you know, by the day. At an alarming rate. At, yeah. a, at an alarming rate. And yeah. uh, it, it, like the gingers of the world, they're in danger of disappearing from the population. And woe be to us, right? Yeah. At, least, at least our population. I mean, yeah. there'll be other populations who are jealous of what we have here in America. Sure. And would love to see it taken away from us and us enslaved to them. They would love to do that. Right. And uh, if they can participate in the uh, in- diluting of the of the hymn was willing to be a dynamic shame goal. If they can participate in that, they certainly will. Yeah. And they do. And it's funny when you look back over your life or for me anyway, I look back and there's a couple of guys that I can point to. And at the time I might've even said like, I hate you, you know, yeah, like, sure. <laughs> you know, cause what it, you meant was you it, hate what he's doing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, at the time I didn't, uh, I wasn't mature enough to really know the difference. Sure. In, in you some hate cases, what you hated, right? what you were, I hated on. what was going on. Right. I knew that. That's right. Um, but I mean, he, and he was uh, he was a submarine guy, naval submarine guy, yep. and um, he just ate me alive yeah. a couple of different times, and it really busted me up pretty bad. And uh, and he won't hear this because I don't think he listens to the podcast. But his name's Ralph Henderson, and, and uh, I still see Ralph today. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll have breakfast or something, and every time I'm with him, I can't help but thank him. I'm always thanking him, saying, you know, I I hated it then, I was mad at you then, but brother, I got to tell you, you jerked out of me some of the best of myself yeah. stuff that I did not even know or believe that Ralph, I had Ralph Henderson his F3 name is Wreckit yeah <laughs> right it should be right is it he's not an F3 guy but what are uh, we doing let's go find him I know Ralph I, where are you man I've invited him He'll, we're gonna come get you he's he's one of those guys that's like PT I did that yeah, yeah so well, I'm he, talking about a PT boat I know but he's, PT he Barnum. just needs a little he just needs a little okay. a little love a little love alright man we'll get him there I get it man so that's yeah. good you got some good stories there it's good yeah. you know I want you to I tried to you know Franklin exhort you from time to time oh you you Jerked a couple knots. Try to, you yeah, know. It's been but good. I want you. I hope I do it with love. You know, that's the only way it works. Yep. I want you to know when the night's falling, man. Yeah. Uh, and you can't find the light. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel your dreams are dying, buddy. But just go ahead and hold tight. Will you do that for me, Franklin? I will. You got a face for radio, man. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I heard that this weekend. But doggone it, this is a podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> Oh,
Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Whoa.